from One World Trade Center, where we can't figure out a 401k, but we can fill out a fantasy lineup. Welcome to the Golf Digest Fantasy Podcast. Welcome back to the Golf Digest Fantasy Fix Podcast. I'm Alex Myers, and as always, I'm joined by Joel Beal. And first off, Happy New Year. We're excited. Uh, we, I guess we had about, what, uh, a month, maybe three-week break of PGA Tour, but I kind of missed it. It's back, and it's back with the SBS Tournament of Champions. Of course, it's the event played in Kapalua. Um, only winners from last year are allowed to play, so it's a smaller field, 32 players. Not everybody who won last year, unfortunately, is playing, but it's a really good field, and um, Joel, I guess, first off, a lot of stuff's been going on lately. Uh, maybe you're our, our kind of our equipment expert. Maybe just give us a little rundown of uh, the Rory and the, all the other big news that just happened. Yeah, on, on New Year's New Year's Eve, uh, it was reported that McElroy was switching to, well, not switching, obviously, Nike exited the equipment business. And right. uh, at, at the Barclays in, in August, McElroy mentioned he was going to take his time. Uh, he wasn't even going to necessarily sign an equipment deal, giving him the freedom to kind of test different equipment out, tinker it. Um, and basically, uh, No Laying Up reported that McElroy was going to Callaway Woods in irons, uh, a tireless ball in wedges, and an Odyssey putter. And the Woods aren't necessarily a, a big surprise, you know, outside of TaylorMade. You know, Callaway is one of the more prominent names on tour in terms of the Woods. Um, irons, you know, the, most people who do play the Muscleback uh, Apex Irons at really good reviews. The, the, I think the thing that caught a lot of people by surprise was switching to the Odyssey putter. For McElroy, this is a guy who, once the Nike deal ended up, his first tournament back, put the tie list in the bag, and then won, won yeah. the FedEx Cup with it. Right. Um, and it seemed to be after having basically a, you know four or five months of putting struggles, was really finding his groove. The fact that he's making the switch, I think, is very perplexing. It, although you could also argue that if he is making the switch without having any contract obligations, he must really be grooving it mm. and really be finding something. So that was uh, that was one that kind of surprised people. Uh, Another another big big name that switched, although uh, I think it was everyone expected it. It was, it was a very known secret. Was Jason Day went right. to went to Nike. I'm uh, still playing the TaylorMade equipment. However, um, we'll we'll be uh, wearing the swoosh apparel wise as well as shoes and, and bag. And then a really big name again that was reported in November but made official was Lydia Ko uh, going to yeah. PXG. Um, PXG's people who you know I think a lot of people who follow golf at least the equipment realm know about PXG, but I think it's still kind of a, a nuanced brand in terms of the general public this is really their big first get i mean they have zach johnson mm-hmm. um you know, billy, billy horschel but really co i think could really put them yeah. put them on the map um and, and again co who is someone who's had success with her, her callaway equipment so it'll be really interesting to see sometimes there is an acclimation period so it'll be interesting co a girl who you know she's had a lot of questions over the last couple of months it'll be interesting this is kind of another uh, curveball into the mix so yeah a lot yeah. of equipment news as, yeah. as the new year returns. and and uh another one today was bubba watson with the volvic, volvic ball and he says he might switch back and forth between a pink ball and a white ball they or they might work on some swirled colored balls sounds like he might be going green for the masters green for the ma- i mean this uh he's uh you know he lives by his own he, he marches on his own beat that'd be tough that right if you had a green ball especially how I would How think so. Pure Augusta National is yeah. that green? That would, would screw me up. Not well, and just to sw- these guys are so they're such perfectionists. But he's saying he to switch the look of your ball from one round to the next. I mean, that seems like a pretty big deal. I mean, if you're playing colored ball, that's fine. But like to to go back and forth, 
But who knows with this guy? He's uh, he's all over the map. I mean, this is the guy who's a pink driver, so right, if someone's driver. not going to be affected by it, it's it's bummer. Yeah, but yeah, a lot of, a lot of stuff happening. I'm sure more stuff will come out. Yeah, the Jason Day obviously shouldn't affect him really. He's going to be having the swoosh instead of the the Adidas stripes uh, and whatnot. But um, of course, McElroy is the big name that everyone was talking about. Uh, he is not playing this week, though. So I guess let's start with some of the players who are playing and uh, who you are plugging into your lineup this week. Well, there are a little bit, you know, a lot of big names here. Obviously, Rory is one of the few that isn't. Same with Henrik Stenson. Other than that, all the top names in golf are basically yeah. here. Um, so keeping that in mind, I think you'll see a lot of, in terms of both of ours, a lot of big hitters on our list. Big hitters tend to do really well at Capitol, but my first guy I'm going with is doesn't necessarily fall in that category, and that's Russell Knox. Didn't really play well here last year, um, but what intrigues me is how he played in the fall, finishing the top ten in all three of his appearances. Mm. Um, Knox, you know, a little bit of a shorter hitter, but that doesn't just because he doesn't have the length, he can still go low. Um, he ranks seventh in scoring average and twelfth in birdies on the young season. Throwing the fact that he's only finished outside the top twenty once, and I think in his past you know nine starts, that's just that game is too hot to ignore right now. Yeah, no, he he's a nice uh, nice player. Obviously, he was one of the big. The controversial didn't make the the Ryder Cup team last year. Um, a guy who did make the Ryder Cup and who was the star of the Ryder Cup was Patrick Reed. Uh, I, I'm starting this year with him. Not only did Patrick Reed have a great year last year, uh, other than Dustin Johnson, he had the most top tens on tour, but he shot uh, 21 under at the, the plantation course in Kapalua two years ago and won. Then last year he shot 22 under and finished runner-up. Because Jordan Spieth just had that incredible week uh, when he blew away the field by eight shots. But certainly Reed going uh, win runner-up here. And, and just the consistency that he, he seems to bring these days. Uh, he, he's my first guy. And, you know, I'm with you on Reed. And it's there's this perception that he is a kind of a shorter hitter. That's really not in line with reality. Now, no. He doesn't rattle him out there along the likes of Dustin Johnson or Jason Day. But he still averages 297 yards off the tee. I oh, think yeah. he ranks 40th. So... Um, as you mentioned, clearly he's done it here in the past, and I, I see no reason why not to. I think he's be- better yet in the daily fantasy leagues. He's two thousand dollars less in, in the against the likes of Speed Bay and Dustin. So if you're he's given his past, he's he's a really good value play here this week. Mm-hmm. Um, I'll, I'll go next again. I'm going to take a guy who is the hottest player in the world, no doubt about it. And that's Hideki Matsuyama. Uh, his last five starts, he's won four times. The other time, he finished runner-up, and that was at the CIMB Classic. Uh, two of those wins were on the Japan Tour, but one of them was a major on that tour. And uh, one of his wins was the Hero World Challenge, of course. And then he also won the WGC in Shanghai. So, you know, this is a guy who is uh, red hot. He's all the way up uh, to number five in the world. He's closing in on the, the big three slash four. Um, if you just went on the points earned in the last Six months of the year, he'd be number one by a by a wide margin. Uh, just just doesn't seem any reason uh, for us not not to look at Hideki Matsuyama. Better yet, one of my fa- running subplots now of golf is watching Matsuyama hit a shot and belabor it, acting like it's going you know twenty oh, yards off yeah. the green. He sticks <laughs> within four feet. He, it, yeah. he has the worst body language, <laughs> yeah. but it's in a funny way. Yeah, you know, it, I think sometimes where it's too hard on athletes for uh, you know showing their emotions on their sleeve, especially when they're you know, in t- in terms of you know. Not not celebrating, right? It's it's an entertainment in itself. It, it legitimately is one of my favorite parts of watching golf now. Yeah, 
it's it's a great and like you mentioned, I think he's I think he's in for a really big year. He's finally figured out his putting. I mean, in in terms of his iron play, he, he's one of the best guys in the approach game. Mm-hmm. And again, very long, sneaky long. Um, yeah, I, he's a guy who wouldn't be surprised if he could capture his first major this year. Yeah, I think we're going to be talking about him all year. That's not making a, a big statement there or anything. Um, who who else do you have? Next guy who pops out is Siwoo Kim. Again, this is kind of my my sleeper pick out of the 32 mm-hmm. player field. Uh, he's 17th in terms of, of salary price tag. Definitely has a few red flags on. This is his debut mm-hmm. at the Tournament of Champions. Um, his, his short game, early I should say, his putting can be all over the place. And he did deal with a back issue in the fall that, that caused a uh, WD. However, his driving ability is just off the charts. He leads the tour in strokes gain off the tee. And again, while his putting can be problematic, it's extreme. he's extremely sound chipping, which I think somewhat negates that flaw. Um, again, I don't necessarily endorse Kim as a sure thing this week. However, if you're looking for a high ceiling wild card play, I think Kim really fits the bill. See, it's interesting because I'm based on this course, the plantation course, which, by the way, have you ever gotten to play it? I'm not. I've never been to Hawaii. I have gotten to play it, uh, but I have a but I have a bad story. <laughs> I played 17 holes and it got too dark to play 18. The so signature I had hole. Eight, oh, the man. signature hole. So we got in the cart. And we drove back to the clubhouse. So I got to drive through the 18th hole, but I did not get to play the 18th hole. Man, that's, that's that pretty bad. bad, right? You mean the uh, locals didn't do the tiger uh, yeah. hang out the, the lighter to <laughs> light, light it up for me? No, they, they were pretty strict about us getting off the course for some reason. Uh, I also remember playing with someone who popped up a tee shot, and the wind was so strong, the ball ended up blowing back over our heads. Wow. The box. It was. In, I've never seen anything like it. What that push you back? Like four hundred bucks? I don't remember. It wasn't that much. It was. Uh, when would that have been? In August. August. Yeah. I don't think it was that much mm. because my parents were footing the bill. There the we time. go. And they, and I, but I don't think they would not have paid that much for me to play around the golf. That, I'm amazed they even let me play to begin with. But anyway, that's my my uh, plantation course story. But be- what a beautiful spot uh, for sure. But anyway, back to my original point. This course, uh, last year, over 80%, sorry, as a field, 80% greens regulation. That was the highest of any event last year. And the reason is the fairways are so wide. Mm-hmm. They're so forgiving. You look at, like, that first hole. I mean, you, you can't miss the fairway, basically. So because of that, I'm actually looking at someone who's not necessarily the most accurate driver, and that's Jimmy Walker, who still brings the length, but but not accurate. I know we just did a Dave Shedlowski, who's out there for us, did a story on Jimmy Walker. And now he's focusing on improving this aspect of his game. He was 183rd in driving accuracy last year, which is obviously awful. And and you know he really didn't have that great of a year. No, not at all. Until obviously he broke through at Baltus Roll at the PGA Championship. But anyway, this is obviously something that Jimmy knows about. He's working on it. But in the meantime, I think he can get away. Uh, with some loose drives here, and certainly the length will not help. This is a course that's about 7,500 yards. So I like Jimmy Walker to get off. And we know Jimmy Walker likes to get off to good starts in Hawaii to begin with. So I'll say he's had past yeah. success here. Exactly. So I, I, I'm with you on that one. I think he's a good play. Uh, another play, and this is you know might be a obvious pick, but it still warrants repeating, and that's Jordan Spieth. Yep. He's another guy who can struggle off the tee in terms of accuracy. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. Um, I was just thinking when we were coming down here, it's kind of funny how the narratives changed. I remember – after you blew out the field last year by, was it eight strokes, eight I strokes, think? Eight yeah. um, you know, I think a, a lot of the articles that you saw were, are we witnessing history? He, yes. Here he was just coming off this historic yes. campaign and blew out basically the world's best. 
you know, then he puts two in Ray's Creek, and then all of a sudden we're putting an asterisk on this one. Like, well, you know, it was only a 30-person field, yeah. so maybe he's been struggling all along. But uh, kind of comical how things change that quickly. Yep, but yep. Uh, anyway, uh, along with 2016, um, he had a second-place finish here in, in his other appearance. Um, given how well he played in Australia after he switched his irons, um, along with how comfortable he is in the Capitola Greens, the, the, the Bermuda just fits his game really well. I mean, Spieth's the guy who, I, don't be surprised if he repeats this week. Mm-hmm. Yeah, no, the, the, the two times played, obviously, he's been great. And you're right, when he won last year, we were thinking, wow, maybe this guy really is the next Tiger Woods. He's going to just dominate uh, golf. He was number one in the world, and he, you know, he was... But but certainly, obviously, had a little rockier time the rest rest of the year. But but again, obviously, we're we're you know, Jordan Spieth is a great great player. What happened last year? Like he even said, he's realistic. You're not going to win two majors every year. He knows that. He'll be back this year. He'll be com- contending. He'll when we know he'll contend at Augusta again. And uh, yeah, certainly. I mean, really, it, it speaks to how much we value his game that he won three times and was this close to winning right. at Augusta and, a major, yeah. and we considered it a down season. Right. And I think he would even concede it was a down season. Right. So, uh, yeah, I, I think he's going to bounce back in a big right. way this year. Uh, my final guy is Brendan Steele, who mm. was actually a big topic of conversation with Joel and I today as we were trying to pick our keepers in our fantasy league for our Masters of None team, and we, we wound up keeping Brendan Steele. We sure did. He was a fifth-round pick last year for us. Um you know, he probably would go about the same in the draft this year, but when we looked at kind of where, how that the fifth round played out last year, he was one of the better players there. And, you know, you just kind of know what you're getting with him. He's, he's a solid player. Um, of course, he won the Safeway Open after the our fantasy season was over, so we didn't get credit for that win. So, Brendan, if you could have better timing this year, we'd appreciate it. Which, again, is probably why I'm picking him this week, too. I mean, He'll our probably team was on, win. Our He'll team was on win. fire since the season actually yeah, ended. Exactly. I mean, Patrick, Patrick Reed, Reed turned into a world beater. Exactly. <laughs> yeah. Matthew Fitzpatrick right. had a nice little end exactly. to his season. Just, oh, but, on. yeah, so since our league doesn't kick off till the Phoenix Open, you know Brendan Steele's going to play well now that he's on our, our, our team already. But, yeah, just a solid player. Uh, the, the worst part of his game is scrambling. And as I said before, you know, this is a – a tournament where if you have guys hitting the green 80% of the time, you're really not going to have to rely on your, your short game that much. He was 161st in strokes gained around the green last year. So that's obviously a good spot for him to work on. But again, like with Jimmy Walker, this is a course that can mask, uh, you know, his de- deficiency in that area. So uh, I like, I like Brendan Steele. And then one area we really haven't mentioned is guys to avoid. And there is one guy who kind of jumps off the page and that's Bubba Watson which is mm-hmm. weird because in some fantasy sectors, a lot of guys are touting him because he has multiple top tens at Kapalua. Mm-hmm. Problem is, again, limited field, top tens, very misleading. Very. Start looking at the top fives. And in that case, he's only had one, which is a T4. Um, you know, he, he has played played well here, but just not as good as, as he's being meant out to play. Um, now, while he could be comfortable here, to me, the thing that sticks off is the way he's played the last six months. And yeah. we saw the way he ended 2016. He's just right now is a guy not quite comfortable with this game. Um, it wouldn't surprise me if he has a couple of good rounds here. I just don't see him streaming together four really good days. Yeah, and, and, you know, we always talk about guys switching equipment, but switching a ball is obviously a big deal as well. And to do it at Kapalua where the winds are really high, mm-hmm. um, and then that's in the forecast as well, they always are in, in Hawaii, that's got to really play a factor. And, and, you know, we, we joke a lot of these balls are – 
almost the same, but he's switching to a Volvic from, you know, it's not like he's switching from a Pro V1 to the Bridgestone or, I mean, this is pretty big change. So, is, you know, uh, Volvic is popular on, on LPGA tour right, and guys right. have played it in the past, but yeah, it's not a ball you really see on, on Sundays a lot. Right. Um, so Mike, get some take some time to get used to is what i'm saying it is weird too because you wouldn't think about watson's actually very particular with his equipment he's Mm -hmm. not a guy who oh yeah just give me whatever i'll play it he's actually the 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 ping people swear he's one of the more informed and engaging guys in terms of being up on what's in his bag so um, which is weird because with if you talk to him about uh instruction or anything he's like yeah, He's just kind of swing it. <laughs> yeah, it's it really is. A, but right with the equipment, he is into it. It's yeah. a bizarre dynamic. So, it, in one sense, you could say, well, he's very comfortable with this if he's putting in play. At the same time, right. we also know, you know, Bubba, when things go wrong, can kind of go off the yeah. wire. So, don't be surprised if if something does go high wire and the ball is playing for it. Right, right. Yeah, and, it, and it's actually funny you said that because in that um, uh, report today by with Mike Mike Johnson wrote, it said that Bubba is quoted. Uh, saying that he wants to be involved with the ball and he has ideas. And, you know, a lot of guys say that, but it sounds like he really will be involved. Kind of like what we saw with uh, Bryson DeChambeau last year when he was involved in the making of the in, of uh, his irons and everything. And it took a while for him to get going until he mm-hmm. finally won that Web.com event at the end of the year. So I think we could see Bubba struggle the first couple months, but, you know, as long as he's ready for Augusta, I'm sure he'll – He'll be happy. It is kind of a, a story that doesn't get as much press as we mentioned earlier with Co. the equipment acclimation period. It's not as bad as it was in the mid-'90s when some guys would switch and right. ruin their careers. Right, right. Um, the, the level of you know performance across the board in the, in the club-making realm is really right. solid. But there still is adjustment period. Sure. So um, even though the guys got in off-season, it was only, what, a month. So there's yeah. only so much thinking you can do for these guys. So, yeah, don't be surprised if a few equipment changes actually render some – our results this the next couple of weeks. Was there anyone else that you wanted to highlight this week? Well, I wanted to highlight you. I wanted to ask oh. what what uh, New well, Year's resolutions do you have? Resolution. Yeah. Well, I um, I, I'm I'm telling myself that I'm not going to get as uh, I'm not going to freak out every time Tiger Woods does something. <laughs> okay? I'm trying I'm trying to <laughs> like stay calm. Uh, and I'm also going to try to be happier for other people when they make hole in one. Mm. Because, as you know, it's a sore subject with me, and you like to poke me because you, you have you have an ace. Two aces. Three. Three. Jeez. <laughs> I mean, this is making me feel worse. I'm try- okay. No, good for you. Good for you. I'm really happy. I'm trying to be really more positive it in 2017. I've never had a hole-in-one, though, with a playing partner. I've had, I've had, a, I've had a witness before, Okay. but not, not a playing partner. So How's that happen? A uh, guy Someone, who was cleaning the green. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The green, oh, yeah. There you go. So. Well, that's good. Yeah. Um, well, yeah, so so those were probably two of them. And, you know, I guess uh, eat, eat a little better, work out a little You're on a nice you know, little the run usual there. Stuff. And, and I, I was. I had a good run going, but the holidays, you know, a lot of uh, Christmas uh, yeah, M&Ms. They'll, they'll weigh you down, yeah. literally and figuratively. They really will. What about yourself? It's funny you mention it as egging you on. I, I've noticed that uh, I've been particularly harsh to you the past five or six months, <laughs> not only on these podcasts but in the office and on social media as well. Someone actually – uh, tweeted at me, why are you why are you so mean to Alex? So uh, that's that's my goal. Wow. I, it's one of those goals where you know you set it and you know it's actually not going to totally come to right. fruition. But right. I'm at least going to try to be try. nicer to you. So. All right, so at least for the first couple weeks, yeah. maybe. Yeah, we'll see. All right. Well, anyway, this was a fun first uh, podcast of the new year. Uh, we look forward to another exciting PGA Tour schedule. We will be back with you every week to try to help. 
and uh, to discuss, you know, some of our picks that went wrong, some of our picks that went right, and everything else that's going on in golf. So thanks again for listening. I'm Alex Myers, Joel Beal, and uh, we will be back next week. And please, if you haven't done so already, subscribe to us on iTunes. Thank you.